What's up, Miley? Hi, Jesse. How are you? Really good. I'm so glad you're here. It's I'm really glad a pleasure. I'm here. What a lovely part of the island you have over here. It's so quiet and nice. It is really nice. We're, we feel really fortunate, and it's uh, I actually grew up on in this valley, so it's, uh, it's a, such a nice place to raise my kid. Tell me about growing up here. Um... <laughs> uh, I can't believe I feel so nervous. Are you going to do any editing? <laughs> no editing. This oh, is, no? Yeah, you're so raw and exposed. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, my grandparents lived in Honomo'ulu. I grew up in town. And then um, my, my family moved out here when I was in sixth grade and uh, grew up here in the valley going to Kilauea School. And it was magical being on the river and in the ocean and in the lo'i. Where did you move from? Uh, from Lihue. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. All the way from Lahui. All the way from Lahui. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, living on this island, I've, I've, I've noticed, and, and part of what I kind of like, part of what I saw and what I wanted to do for the podcast a little bit too was, um, I don't think that anybody outside of the island realizes like how different things get from town to town or from, you know, from what part of the island you happen to be on. Um, and I work on the west side, right? So... West Side is like well Hawaiian village, kind of very very localized, very like kind of isolated from the rest of the island. And the people there, the culture, um, it's so much different. And it and and you know kind of circumnavigating this island on on a daily basis, it kind of you know highlights what those differences are. It, it's it it's fun to see like um, and compare people's experiences <laughs> here um, and what their values are. You know, depending on where you go. Yeah, I think um, the community as an island is very tight knit, but then you also have these like very small communities where you really know everybody and that it's it's so tight and it's really, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that anytime there's need for community, there, there's there's almost no hesitation. People are just, they're, they're ready to go. They're ready to go and they're ready to help. And they're like, I've got a chainsaw. I've got a pickup truck. I've got like, you know, like, you know, it, it, where, where can I help? And, it, and they're eager, but... But it's strange, like for me, from and and I consider myself like an outsider because I didn't grow up here, and I've only been back for maybe I don't know what four four and a half years now. Um, but but it's when there is not a crisis, everybody sort of goes back into their, they draw back into their like little bubble of, you know, and I think the bubble is of varying size, but it's you know kind of like you, your immediate family, your immediate friends, and I, you know. Maybe it's growing up here for so many years and, and, and being just like in that comfort zone of knowing those people that, you, you, that there's 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 no um, it's hard for me to break into those bubbles like, I you know, um, but maybe it would be true anywhere else. I don't know. Maybe that's just part of being almost 40. <laughs> it definitely gets harder to make friends as Doesn't you get it? older, I think. Yeah. But I think that's also, you know, sometimes crisis is an opportunity, right, because it it shakes you up out of your right. normal everyday routine the things that you thought were absolutely impossible because your nose is to the grindstone then there's a crisis or right. something um like that like um the we were really impacted by the flood the major flood a few years ago yeah and um you know you think that you don't have time to do stuff and then suddenly there's a crisis and you absolutely have time you right. rearrange your priorities and there is that silver lining of you see your neighbors every day. You're in their yard helping them out. Right. They're in yours helping you out. And right. there's that that really coming together that you were talking about. Right. 
Right. Yeah. I think the same is a little true for the coronavirus crisis as well. The things we thought were absolutely impossible, like working from home or working from home with kids. Suddenly, it is possible because you have no choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, it's possible yet not optimal. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're finding that for ourselves. Um, yeah, but... I don't know. It, it forces you to dig deep. I mean, no, no part of no part of life should be, I think, or is predictable or, no. you know, I, I think maybe it's shattering this illusion of control that we had up until this point. And, you know, it's just uh, the full realization of what outside influences can do to your daily life or are, are coming <laughs> like whether you like them or not, you've got to deal with them now. Yeah. How has it impacted you? Oh, gosh. Um, well, my um, my husband went from working a lot to not working much at all. And my kid was, as everyone's, at home for a, a large chunk of time. Um, so there were some really lovely things. Like we started, uh, we had been meaning to start a garden for years. Like you said, you're right. going to start a podca- podcast for years. Right, right. So we've been meaning to start, even though we've had fruit cheese and taro lo'i, and um, we hadn't started a garden. So that was one thing that that there was suddenly time for and he was home and the kid right. was home. And so what we don't want to sit inside all day. Right. <laughs> um, so things like that. It's, um, it's also one of the things for me. Um, I, my kid has her own room. My husband has his workshop. There was never my room. And I, um, I took one of our spare rooms and turned it into a, um, uh, an office for myself with a locking door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me just, uh, I've, I've got a great locking door story. <laughs> um, and so to have a space of my own to do my own work, um, that that has been very different. So it's in the space that you started Fit Nation, right? Financial, yes. Fit, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I, I'm yeah. really, really good at scurrying up names <laughs> and those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. So, so financial fire. Um, the room was a kind of workout room and a yoga studio because I teach um, yoga, um, and then I turned mm-hmm. it into an office as well so that I could have a, a space to work. And yes, that is where financial fire started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, was part of uh, having this break in normal everyday routine with, with the coronavirus. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I should tell everyone that you sent me a very lovely email when, <laughs> when, uh, uh, to, to ask to come on, which you're the first, by the way, to ask. And, and that was already like, I, I told you before we started recording that, like, I have no expectation of anybody really listening to this thing. <laughs> so, um, if I hear from anybody that like, oh, I listened to this and oh, that it, it sounded great. And I'm always like pleasantly surprised that anybody, you know, it's almost like I'm doing my thing. I'm in my bubble. And when anybody says anything about my podcast, it's it, it seems a little bit surreal, like, oh, it, it, it is actually out there. And like, oh, people actually can consume this thing. Um, but you're the first to like actually contact me. So it was cool. I felt I felt good. I called my <laughs> wife right away and I was like, guess what? That's somebody a- somebody's asking and you know you guys knew each other from school and everything so that was awesome yeah yeah and really fun that, that's great to hear i'm sure i'll be the first of many <laughs> i hope so <laughs> but like i said i have zero expectation i live my life with zero expectation it i think it's the only way to live 
Interesting. Well, um, and it's not that I don't want to accomplish things or else I wouldn't have like started this thing. But the, the you know, primarily what I want to do is just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's, there's, um, there's a, um, like a dearth of, of, of good sort of deep conversation that, and, and especially here, I think people need to have it. And I think that, I think that, I think that COVID is going to be this thing, this defining moment that on, on the other side of, on the other side of like what we do now is going to define what our experience is on the other side of this thing. And you know, how else are we going to arrive at that moment unless we start to have a conversation about what it looks like right now and what people are going through and experiencing and like, how are we going to react to that unless we know? So anyway, that was, yeah. That was part of my motivation. But anyway, you, you sent me a few points that you said you wanted to cover. <laughs> so I don't know if you have those like readily available in your mind or whatever, but I guess I'm more I, I'm more curious about what your what you're starting and what what your motivations are and, and have you set expectations for yourself? <laughs> and, um, yes. So Fit Natural Fire came because Corona was happening and we were at home a lot and I um I wanted to work out more. So I found this workout routine that you work out and you write every day. And um, I got so motivated like to have that experience of moving your body every day. And then I, um, I've always loved to write. I've kept a journal since I was a little mm -hmm. kid. But um, to have it specific and, um, and have it daily, that was new for me. And I've always been really interested in uh, personal finance and working out every day and writing every day, I was like, this is a great way to learn anything because you've got your endorphins flowing, your body's feeling good, you're writing, you're accessing your mind. And then um, to channel that momentum into learning whatever it is that you want to learn. Mm. Um, and so I thought, wow, this could be super powerful as a way to both learn about, to have people learn about personal finance, but then also to create the community because I think that it's not just about learning something, but um, it's about figuring out how to keep that momentum on those days when you don't feel like doing it, working out or writing or taking the next step towards your goals. Yeah. Um, so community is so important. So it's kind of this whole package of um, working out, writing and community and, and moving you towards your goals. So um, I am kind of a, a goal driven person <laughs> <laughs> and I. Um, I, I just find that that structure, that routine actually really frees you because you don't mm -hmm. have to make those those choices about, okay, what, what am I going to work out today? So I'd be like, okay, I'm going to work out today. I've got 30 minutes to do it. I'm going to get in from my computer. And then 25 minutes later, mm -hmm. I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos and like, right. that's it. It's done, right? right. <laughs> or I sit down and my cursor's blinking at me. I'm like, okay, I want to write today. Right. And then there's that like existential dread of like the blank page. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so to give people, including myself, and I built this program because I, it's not out there and I wanted to participate in it. Yeah. Um, to give you that structure, then that routine really frees you. Like, hey, this is the workout. We're all doing it together. It's going to be hard. We're going to struggle and we're going to emerge victorious. Here's the writing prompt. It's not going to be um, just like tapping it out on your phone, like sit down and write and think about your, your relationship with money, your relationship with 
yourself and your friends and how you think about how you think. Mm. And then um, and then you're feeling really good. And now let's take a little action, like yeah. a one percent improvement, a tiny step in the right direction. And, uh, you know, that's the only way to move one little step at a time in when, the right direction. When you find clients how much how much of sort of the initial process with your client is is understanding where they're coming from is that like in what does that look like is that an individual consultation where you kind of and and what do you need to know about your clients when before they're sort of involved in the group and, and like how much of an understanding do you get of what they're looking for um i would say nothing yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this isn't like individual consultation. We're not telling people mm. what to do with their money or telling people um, even what to to write. Everything is very open ended because I think so. This I, I consider us part of the fire movement, which is the um, financial independence retire early. Mm. And fire is really about crafting um, a life of happiness and purpose and like conscious choices like what brings you happiness and purpose in your life and and how can your finances move you in that direction so it's not a one um it's not every everyone's on the same path um people have to decide what what makes them happy and um i feel like there is a kind of set path and normal american consumer culture and you know you go to school and then probably take out a loan and go to college and then you get a job and you work for 40 years and you retire for a few and yeah sounds you know familiar. yeah get a mortgage and a car payment and um and then that's it and the fire movement is really saying it's kind of like a crisis like shaking it up like is that really the only way to do it can you can you craft a life that is radically different if you change the way you think about money change the way you think about um the time that you spend doing the things that you do. Um, so so to come back to your point, hmm. I think that wherever people are, if they have an interest in, in um, changing their lives, if they have an interest in um, utilizing money as a, a way to, um, to create a life of happiness and purpose, then um, we're excited to have them to see, to, to watch their journey and right. to participate with it. It's a scary step to take. I mean, it's a scary step. It, it, I would almost say that the, the, you know, I, you know, I, I even hate talking about coronavirus. I, I hate saying the word. I don't, I don't know what that feeling is, but I'm just going to, this pandemic, this, I, I, you know, I want to rename it to something that I don't mind, like, actually saying like call it the cheese ball or you know something <laughs> but anyway like this pandemic uh, it, it's almost forcing people to make those decisions a little bit right like it, you know regardless of whether they had intended to they're suddenly in this position where they have to rethink you know what what they had planned they have to rethink their finances so um you know it, it people are people do you find that people are coming to you um because they're searching for that in the first place or how much effort do you have to even put into you know looking for people who yeah i think um in the last crisis in 2008 yeah. a lot of people looked up went oh my goodness i never want to be here again and so that was really an impetus for change and mm. i think that's the same thing people are looking up going this is untenable and um 
I want to make a change so that, you know, the next time something big happens, because there's always something big coming. We talked about this. You never know what's going to happen. Mm. Um, making a change when it's possible to, to, to have a little more of a cushion. Right. Um, uh, yes. So are people looking for answers or solutions or making changes? Yes, I think they are. I think our program is a little more complicated and that's why I thought um, a podcast would be so great as a, a longer form way yeah. to talk about it to unpack it a little bit right, right. Um, so I don't think it's immediate obvious why fitness and finance goes together no right <laughs> I, I, I do like what you said though it is it is the endorphin rush it is the um, it, it, it's hard to describe and I'm, I um, I love to work out too but it, it, part of what Part of what drew me to, to working at it was it it was the endorphin rush, but it also is this feeling afterwards of of this like sense of accomplishment of, of pushing yourself into this point that you didn't know that you had in you, and and just that feeling of like okay, it, it it's almost like your mind makes the connection that okay, if if I can push myself to do something beyond the point that I knew that I could, and I've got something in me that that I can draw from. Um, and I can use it in, 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 in working out and in moving my body. Well, then what other area of my life, you know, can I draw from? That's exactly it. It's exactly right. it to say, okay, if I can do a hard thing in this part of my life, can right. I translate that all the things that you need to be consistent and create a good habit and figure out how you're going to integrate this into your life? Can you take all those things that you learned, how to draw from that place within you that you have more than you think? Like right. your body and mind is definitely stronger than you know, it's your self-limiting right. thoughts, right. Right? right? And then translate all those skills and all those things that you learned and experienced and then channel that into another hard place in your life. Yeah. 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 So what is the relationship with money that um, you're seeking to change? I guess what is what how is that? How does that look different from sort of the standard American idea of earning, you know, an income for 40 years and retiring when you're 60? What is or 70 like? or, or 80? Seven. Yeah. Or or not Never. at all. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. I think the biggest shift would be how you think about money. And um, OK, so it's pretty it's pretty simple, not easy, but simple, right? The only way to build wealth is to make more money than you spend or spend more less money than you earn and then invest the difference. So it's very straightforward. And why is it so hard? Why is it so challenging? I think it's because we have a relationship with money. It is um, it's how we think about it. And exploring that in your writing is really the, the crux of it. Mm. So that's two things for me. One is that I think changing the way you think about money. For, so most of us think about it as um, money is something that buys us stuff. Right. right. You can get a surfboard or a boat or a dress or your food or your, your pay your rent. Um, and absolutely, it does all those wonderful things. But it also, the way the FIRE movement thinks about it is you can use your money to buy your time back. Mm. So if you are, um, if you think of your money as little tiny workers and every dollar can then do the work for you, if you have enough of those workers, then they will do the work instead of you going to a job doing your work for a paycheck. And that kind of um, 
it frees you from this tie to the paycheck. And that doesn't mean that maybe you're not going to work for money. Maybe it's a passion project like starting a podcast. Maybe that mm-hmm. frees you up the time to um, volunteer in your kid's school. Maybe that frees you up to to help your your neighbor. But it 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 when it buys your time back, mm. then that frees you to um, do the things to, to think about who are you outside of your job and how do you want your life to go? What, what do you want to put your energy into? Right. Yeah, that was going to be my follow up question <laughs> is, you know, investment, there's this conflation between investment and like stock markets and, you know, those kinds of things. But um, you know, speaking personally, I, I, it, it, <clears throat> it's not that I don't have the mental faculty uh, faculties to, you know, call up a, a an investment firm and ask where I should put my money and play the market game, and but I've always felt personally that like where I put my money is also where I put my attention, and my attention goes. If my attention goes into the stock market, then I'm paying attention to things that don't exactly align with my own um, my own maybe beliefs or my own. And it isn't so much even beliefs. It's more like um, um, uh, motivations, maybe, or, or passion. Or um, but what's going on in the stock market? It it just doesn't motivate me, and I don't know how. To describe that like I, I i don't i i'm not motivated by the idea that i can make uh three million dollars by a turnaround investment of an initial ten thousand seed or something like i know that it's possible but it's also i know that it takes a lot of energy and time and worry and stress and following the trends and it's just not something that i want to do or think about um so yeah, you know, I guess like how I've how I've used my money and how I've used my time. It is it was in the pursuit of like, how do I want to live my life and what do I really want to do and how can I use like what I went to school for to go towards something um, that I want for myself and that is an expression of who I am. And that's what this is for me. But but it it's not like psychologically, it's not an easy thing to arrive at because what I do is as work um it is like after a while i did start to identify myself with what i did professionally and 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 even still it's part of like you know the thought of letting that go it it's it's a it's a combination of things it's a combination of emotions and feelings that that brings up it's a it's it's vulnerability it's um um you know, uh, it, it, it's how do I, how do I, how do I plan for my kid's life? You know, how do I, how do I plan for paying for college? Like all of those things is like, you know, it, 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 it seems like I have to sort of, um, adapt my person or, or, or map my personality onto, uh, what I do in order to like have in it to, you know, I don't know, it, get yeah. this American dream thing going. Yeah. But, but, but it's almost like it's, it's restarting the cycle again. Yeah. I think, I think so many of the, the points that you brought up are, are so interesting. And I think also it can feel like just listening to you talk, a lot of people go, oh my goodness, that's just so overwhelming. And then they're like, great, yeah. going to put it in a drawer. Yeah. Right. right? Like, okay, uh, you know, even if this conversation goes on for an hour, we're probably not going to be able to unpack everything you just talked about. right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that that is what, Fit Natural Fire is so good at 
you don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to do it by yourself. No one is actually going to tell you like, this is what you need to do. But could you spend 20 minutes a day writing about it to kind of tease those things out, to mm. dedicate that time, to kind of carve that out of the nose to the grindstone, like is dinner on the table? Are my kids in bed? And think about like the big picture life. Like, you know, we are in our 30s, 40s, right? Yeah, like, knocking on 40. Yeah, so um, thinking about like the long game, right? It's not, it, it, it's so easy to get caught up in the minutia of everyday life. And so the thing, one of the things I love about Financial Fire is just that, okay, we're gonna put aside a little bit of time every day to make sure that, you know, like Stephen Covey, like the, the ladder is on the right wall you wanna be climbing. Mm. And sometimes if you you don't look at those big picture things, if you don't take the time to, to tease out those questions that you have and how you're gonna answer them, you look up again and another decade's passed and you wonder, oh, is this where I'm meant to be? Like we are turning into our future selves. It's happening. Yeah. So you can be intentional about it or, or you can- Let it wash over and let it happen. Totally. And I'm not saying that one is not right. better than the other. Um, I just know for me that I like to move in, in the direction that I. You know, yeah. It, it, and and one, of, one of the big things too is just like looking back and it's almost like um, having compassion for yourself. You get, you get to the, it, it, like I find myself getting close to 40 and thinking about <laughs> why should I be thinking about what I want to do with my life. I'm like, I'm almost 40. Shouldn't I? I I've got this shit figured out already, right? Like I, I should. Um, and, 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 and like, I, I think there's a, there's a combination of things going on there. It, it's, it's, it's almost, it, it's, it's having compassion for my own past and my own decisions and it, like that I've made for myself leading up to this moment Yes. and being okay with that, being okay with everything that happened. But, you know, and, and also like, I think I have this idea of other people that that you know that I'm the only one. Yeah, I'm the only one who's wondering what what I really want to do with my life, and that everybody else has their shit figured out, and I'm the only one who's sitting here struggling with this like what feels like you know like an existential crisis. Yeah, like we're all <laughs> we're all pretending to be adults. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It, 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 yeah, and and I think that that's also so. Financial Fire, you you write you write every day, but then you post in, in our small group. So it's this small community. And we talked a little bit about this, like how social media is really this highlight reel and it's really like, mm. look at me, isn't my life awesome? Mm. Doesn't it look like everybody has it figured out? Right. But doing Financial Fire for these last um, two rounds, it's really apparent that when you create a culture of no blame, no shame, that all the choices that you've made in the past, those have all brought you to the point that you're at and that you have the wherewithal if you'd like to, now that you know different things to course correct or mm. you know make these little adjustments as you'd like, um, that that really builds this culture of honesty and vulnerability and being able to unpack those parts that you're pretending to to know it right or right. pretending to have it have it figured out and i think honestly that has been the most powerful part of this program um is creating that community of like-minded people who are who are willing to do that work of being honest and vulnerable and to do that work of like forgiving your younger self <laughs> yeah and being like okay yeah that happened right uh-huh 
Right. And I think you can't control the things around you, right? We went over that a lot. Sometimes you can't even control how you feel about those things that are outside of your control. Mm. But you can change the story that you tell yourself about how you feel about those things. Mm. And for me, writing is such a powerful way to do that because when I'm just washing the dishes and thinking about things, there's you know that monkey brain of just jumping around from thing to thing. Mm. And you sit down to write and you have to get your thoughts in, in order. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then to, to put it out there to other people who are also doing this kind of work and to have that encouragement, it's really lovely. And to even have the tools to, you know, to allow yourself to be aware of what you're thinking and feeling is, 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 is a big part of it too. Um, I've used meditation and that's, that's been, that's been my tool of just like the, the, um, the realization that, um, this connection between your thoughts and feelings and, and how your body feels physically feels Yes, that connection is, that was the most revealing thing when you just pay attention to it and you realize that like fear has a feeling sadness has a feeling you know when you're in depression that has a feeling when you're happy that has a feeling your thoughts as your monkey brain is bouncing around that has a feeling yeah it all has feelings and is a signature that you can be aware of and just the awareness just the awareness of that signature it is enough for your brain to kind of override itself and go like I'm thinking these things. I'm. This is what I'm doing right now. This is what I'm feeling right now. This is what my brain is thinking right now. That's enough to almost short circuit it and go, oh, okay. And yeah. I no longer, you know, and to no longer really identify yourself with that. That's been a big thing for me. But <laughs> it also doesn't stop any of it from happening. And it, and it also, um, you know, it, it doesn't, um, it, you know, it can still find myself lost, you know, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll find myself lost in thought and realize that I've been in that state for maybe two hours <laughs> before I come to the realization. Um, yeah, well, it, it's a work, it's a work in progress, we're right? We're all works in progress. We're all works in progress. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that um, just knowing that it's possible, right? Knowing that things are possible. Yeah. Um, that just opens up a, a whole world of it. It it removes some of that limitation from your mind, right? right? Like, you know, you know, you've done it before, right? You can do it again. What do you think drew you drew you in into the space? Um, into this space of like mind body connection, mind body connection, I feel like it's the space of um, helping people. It's it's community oriented. Do you have a history of that? Honestly, I feel like all of my life experiences have kind of been building up to fit natural fire. Mm. Um, I'm trained as an elementary school teacher. I've always mm. loved to teach. So there's that aspect of kind of breaking big, complicated ideas down into to smaller bite-sized pieces. Um, so sorry about my dog. Oh, the audience will love it. <laughs> um, and... Uh, uh, I've also been a yoga teacher for over a decade, so that's where I got really interested in in the mind body connection, and that um, and that, and then um, I've also did did community events at Amina Ho. Right. So there's that that community building aspect as well, and I feel like um, and then I've done online consulting for things here and there. So that online community building, maybe I should put her. <laughs> back 
um, um, so all of all of those things together, I feel like okay, th- this is actually what it's been building towards: um, mind body connection, community building, uh, and then of course personal finance. I've always just been really interested in that. But uh, let's see. So so all of those things um, have really come together, and um, and I think one of the other really lovely things about it is we have this kind of experience of people moving to Kauai because they can um, work, work remotely now, right? Yeah. It's this feeling of like, it's a Zoom town. Um, how can... Zoom town, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> how can how can people from Kauai also use that technology so that it goes in the other direction? Like mm. Fit Natural, we've got people from Kauai doing the program for sure. But right. we also have people from Norway and from the East Coast uh-huh. and from the West Coast. And so it's like how can we use that technology to also go on to bridge bridge the other direction right Right. so that you can have a business here and um people from local people absolutely can participate but also um we can utilize that technology to reach other markets and to reach other folks how much uh of like kawaii culture do you think comes across in in what you do because it, it, it 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 occurs to me that like especially for people who aren't here um and, and and I don't know if if technology is too limited or it, you know uh, if if you you know your version of using technology can can really like sort of capture um, Kauai culture or or you know your um, your experience growing up here and, and you know and, and who you are and, and being here like how much of that um, can you sort of capture and, and and have that come across in 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 what you do so that other people maybe can take something away from our sense of community here, you know? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that that's built into the, the structure of the sure. program. Um, but I think that, you know, we really get to know each other through the program and mm. that definitely comes across in, in my writing and the posts that I do. And, um, I think, I think one of the beautiful things about having quite a few people from Hawaii and Kauai and then people from all over the place is that you see the really special things about growing up in different places, but then you also see the common humanity. Mm. And we were talking about like how everybody has serious struggles and everybody has serious challenges. And running this program for a few cycles now, I'm always amazed at the struggles that people are going through that maybe you don't see on like the slickest Instagram feed but when people you know people start writing and, and creating you do see it and um and that that kind of common human connection the those commonalities even in the specialness of different people's communities and different people's culture yeah. um that, that that's really special yeah so I, I don't think that it is Kauai centric or Kauai focused but right. I think that every time someone from this place participates or of course it's 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 in yeah. me it's a part of me so right. it's always in in my writing and right. my experience yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think also it gives me sincere and overflowing gratitude for being able to live here, here right have growing up here right yeah yeah it, it, it you know <laughs> we're we are so isolated i almost feel like um you know we're going through our own version of this but um you know so we're we're not completely insulated from all 
um, sort of global consequences of everything else going on going on outside of here. But but also our experience is 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 much different. And, and I feel like we have more control over um, maybe what happens here and what impacts us or our, our, our sphere is is feels feels smaller. And maybe that's just, you know, kind of kind of my impression. But, um, you know, so it, it, to, to see to see like people who are living like, I don't know, you know, in, in, in Norway and they're in the middle of something or, you know, part of a continent and, and they have you know, influences that maybe are, um, you know, affecting their lives much more than, um, things affect our lives here. And I was like, if you don't get on social media, you get on the internet here, you can form a bubble and you can, you, you know, maybe that's true everywhere, but, but, but here, especially you can, um, get this impression that like, there really is nothing outside of this place. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, I think you can use that to your advantage sometimes because if you're really focused on building a business or helping your community or just getting through the day yeah it can be nice to have that privilege to just shut that out right and focus your energy on the task at hand right and then when you are emotionally and physically ready to open that up conscious as as a conscious choice right Right. Than than to let the real world in a little <laughs> bit more, but I think that's one of the wonderful things about being on Kauai is you see how your personal impact impacts other people, and you can see the immediate good that it does to be a, a good community member and to to be a good neighbor. Like that is a tangible experience yeah. because we have such such tight knit communities. Right. Right. Yeah. Our ability to influence our environment is maybe you know it is is. Um, is enhanced. I mean, I, I think people have more power than they realize and to, to affect people around them. Yeah. <clears throat> I, th- I think that um, that's one reason to me, this kind of lean in self-care is like really important. Like, okay, I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to be feeling strong. I'm going to write every day. I'm going to access my mind and that, that kind of feeling of my cup so that I have this energy to be a good mom and to be a good partner and to be a good neighbor and community right. member. Like, it is very hard to do when you're when you're running on empty, um, and and so that can to me that is one way to take care of myself so that I can help. It's really easy to feel like a bad parent, isn't it? Yeah. I, every week I feel like a bad parent. <laughs> I, I was I was teaching my son uh, one day. We we're at the table, and he's in first grade, so you know he's he's learning he's learning math and. Um, and and I, he he's he's more confident with math than he is with like reading and writing and those kinds of things. Like those are those are the things that like he does not like to do. So, sitting at the table, and when he doesn't want to do something, he'll just pretend like he doesn't know what the letter A is and doesn't know what a word. That, you know, I know that he knows what those words are, but you have to get kind of get through it. So, I'm sitting at the table, and. And I'm having him read this word. I think it was like Pat or something like that. I'm like, what is that word? And he kept saying something that was just like off the wall, like tree or, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> sounds like I'm... a first grade. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just can't tell you what, like, you know, it was the overall, like it was the frustration of the day. It was the frustration of everything else. And after the third or fourth time, I just kind of like whack my hand on the table. I'm like, I'm like, Koa, you need to focus. You need to. And, and it was, 
way it was an overreaction like immediately i felt like a piece of shit <laughs> like I, that was bad bad parent bad parent moment and he starts crying i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying and I'm, uh, you know so i have to de-escalate that situation and i you know it took me like i didn't get to bed that night until like 11 p.m just thinking about like what i'm like i can't like i'm not capable <laughs> of doing this every day i just how can i handle the volume of things that are going on right now yeah and and be able to te- and be able to like handle just like the, and the, those 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 small frustrations it's funny that the small frustrations are, are the ones that like really kind of get to you because there's like a, an expectation that like at least the little things are in your control and even when the little things start going out you just you know then then even the, then it, it, it magnifies the big thing because it just feels like every aspect of my life is is off the rails you yeah. Know? yeah 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 no no i totally hear you i feel like that's kind of the experience of parenting young children <sighs> you know and i i i have those moments as well absolutely and i always try to tell myself that like it's not about the mess like imagine the pressure of having a perfect parent yeah like what if you had the world's most perfect parent who never ever made a mistake right like that would actually be awful that would be terrible it would be terrible it would be absolutely terrible so i'm like okay i totally screwed up that was i was not in control of my how can i expect my four-year-old to be in control of herself if i'm not in control of myself right how do I now model how I make amends, right? And how yeah. I apologize yeah. and take responsibility for myself. Yeah. And it's so bloody hard. It's so hard. It's so bloody hard. Luckily, I'll probably get to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Every day of parenting. Every day of parenting. Brings a new opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, to screw up. Yeah. But I think that's like, you know, your meditation, mm. that touchstone working out as a touchstone Mm -hmm. like my my thing is just getting up early taking my cup of tea outside and just watching the sunrise just for a minute just like okay there's that touchstone i feel this experience of being calm it's always there even though it's hidden most of the day yeah and um and then i know i can do hard things yeah right because i work out every day I, med- I meditate and that's really hard. Yeah. I parent. That's really hard. I make it through every day. Yeah. That's really hard. So parenting is, it is the hardest practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has sure. a way of exposing every weakness of yours. And I really think of it as, I would like my kid to have her own neuroses, so I really need to deal with mine so I don't pass those on. So she has a nice clean slate to just have her own. (laughs) Yeah, because you know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. And you know that in some way that you're not aware of that you're going to screw up your parenting too. Like it's going to come out in some way and you go like, oh man. Yeah, yeah. Um. I, I want to know what my kid is going to go to therapy for <laughs> in her 20s. <laughs> I want to at least anticipate the kind of conversation that she's going to be having. <laughs> oh, but it's also so, it's so joyous. 
in those, in those little in those little moments it is it's like it's such a roller coaster it's yeah. like you have your high highs and your low your low lows it, it it it's in the it's in the little things that 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 i'm um <laughs> it's in the you know it, it's in the things that you it's okay it, for for my daughter it's in like the, my proudest moments are is when she does something that i had no part in 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 trying to instill or or the, it, it, like <laughs> you know i i didn't have any part in 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 um instilling that value she came like to that she came to that point like on her own yeah. so it it, it it you know whether that's homework i'm trying to think of a specific instance where you know she she's like oh uh, you know it, I'll, I'll put on a tv show and there'll be an inappropriate part of the tv show all right an adam sandler movie or something like that and there's like a you know a boob joke or something like and and it'll it'll, it'll come on and 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 so my daughter will look over at me and like dad this is inappropriate for me and Koa to be watching. <laughs> okay. And she's almost like in, in small ways, she's, you know, um, and she's so motherly anyway, but, mm. but it, 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 that it, it, it's those times where I'm like, okay, like I, I did something right. <laughs> I did something right yeah. along the way. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's really, it's modeling that, right. right. It's, right. it's really modeling that, you are kind of um, no blame, no shame with yourself. Yeah. And that that vulnerability and that honesty allows your kids to then be themselves as they are instead of who they think you want them to be, right. I think. Um, and that she could say that to you like, hey, yeah. this it's not okay, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Instead of being like, oh, yeah. gosh, is my dad going to like, yeah. you know, yeah you know i think i think that's beautiful yeah it's pretty that's pretty neat but yes i i agree like watching them come into their own and like come to their own conclusions and and just knowing that like it it, it, it's almost this like wash of reassurance on my part because i'm like okay yeah it's almost like you you you've given the push and the thing you know her life is parts of her life are already on their own trajectory yeah and the trajectory that's taking you know sort of um uh, it, it 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 expresses itself in situations like that where you know that again you, you know you don't have any control over it and then I go okay so if I completely let go now she'd turn out okay you know she'd make good decisions for herself she'd have the right values yeah and that's a relief <laughs> that's a relief not yeah. to think that like it's almost it's a reduction of my own burden to you know of, of parenting yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I think of it as the long goodbye yeah you know yeah. she used to be literally a part of me mm-hmm. right <laughs> when i was carrying her yeah and then now she's got her own life at school and she has her own friends and conversations and relationships and she's yeah. four so that's only going to continue yeah you know and just watching that kind of peeling away yeah and still being there but what is that separation yeah. looking like right yeah and how do you how do you feel confident in that in Earth. that letting go yeah. yeah yeah it's tough it's tough it's beautiful though it is yeah. it is yeah um 
it, it, I guess it's what I wanted. I, I, you know, I don't want this sort of codependent relationship with my kids. I don't want them to have to, you know, come to me for everything and come to me like, you know, that their own sense of who they are and their own sense of confidence should come within, not from sort of like, I'm going to, you know, check this decision or check this, uh, you know, part of my life with my dad first. And as long as I get approval from my dad, then, then things are okay. Totally. The fact that it's like there and on their own. But yeah. that if they had any questions, they could come to you. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I I think that's always the goal, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> to be there as that touchstone, <laughs> but not to have that constant yeah. dependency. <laughs> I think that's also um, having your own life outside of your kids as well for me and as a mom that's it's it's challenging but you know i was talking about like having a door that i can lock oh my god i was just about to bring that up right to have like this boundary of like hey Mm. this is to to have her watch me work on a passion project on something that i really think is going to help people that does help people that changes people's lives and so to say it's okay for you to have that big feeling about wanting to be with me while i'm doing my work and I absolutely fill your cup up when it's time. Yeah. And now is not the time. Right. Um, it's really hard. Oh, it's hard. It's really, really hard. We go through that struggle. Totally. Um, but I think I, I owe it to my kid to do that. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, we've gone through, we go through this exact struggle and it's down to the door locking. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> uh, you know, my, my wife is a photographer yeah. and, and she has a fantastic up, one, by the way. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> she is. She is. Um, so she sets up her studio in, in our bedroom. And so it's like her computer sitting on her desk. And, um, you know, and, 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 you know, it's like any any artistic pursuit. You kind of need that. You need the quiet. Focus. You need the focus. So, you know, it's locking the door. And um, but that door lock that comes with like the kids notice that the door is locked. And it's like the minute that the door is locked, that's when they decide they need mom like right now, like not later, not before at the door like that's when they need it, it, it it's got a strange like power over over the kids of like you know suddenly the choice is taken away from them and i think that's what it is you know so they go over and they knock on the door and this that it, it, it like for a while it caused a lot of um you know kind of kind of tension in the house because it is just getting them used to the fact that she needs to be in there yeah. and what that process looks like of like keeping them away and and, you know, that mom's going to come out in about, you know, one hour and she'll check on you and spend five minutes or whatever, you know, fill the cup. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you know, they've, they've missed her and they're just coming out, checking on, giving them a hug, see what they're doing with school and then boop, right back there and right back to work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, 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 carving that space, it, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard. Yeah. And I, have to, I have to give a shout out to my husband because you know he he makes it possible right. really right uh-huh yeah it's, it's, it's a team effort it's a team effort yeah totally it's a team effort and then yeah. i we call it carrying the baton right and then we pass the baton right okay and now it's your your time to fill your cup right or go to work yeah sometimes that's a way to fill a cup <laughs> <laughs> your own cup yes <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah yeah i think i as a mom i think it's as a parent it's it's really challenging to do that but i think demonstrating those boundaries and and also you know putting on your oxygen mask yeah. before you assist others and some days it's not possible right 
yeah. some days it's not possible. Right. Yeah. Um, so one of the other things that is really neat about financial fire is it's a forcing function. Hmm. So forcing function is like when you're in a good frame of mind, you set yourself up to succeed. And I think about that a lot with kids. Like if I want her to be able to get something down off the shelf, I can't just be like, well, go get it. <laughs> right. It has to be like, yeah. okay, well, let me set you up to, do you have a stool? Like, should I put it on a lower shelf? Right. Like I want to set things up so that you don't have to make that decision in the moment when I'm like trying to brush my teeth and she needs something off the shelf. Right. Um, right. Uh, so, so setting yourself up for success and a forcing function is based in it. Financial is like you're committing to do this 21 days out of the month. So for three months, you're going to work out every day and, and, and post, um, and you get two freebies because we know life happens. But other than that, if you don't post, then you're out of the game. Uh, okay. So there's, there's some level of accountability again. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, otherwise you, you say you're going to do it tomorrow. It's a human thing. And it's, we come back to that monkey mind. Like your mind's always talking yourself out of it. Like you're always tired. You're always overwhelmed. Today is never a good day to make a big change. Right. 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 Um, and so as a mom to say, okay, well, this is a forcing function. If I don't do it, I'm out. Like I have to put myself first, at least for this 40 minutes that it's yes. going to take me to do that. And right. I have to communicate that to my partner and my kid that, and I think that that kind of helps moms say like no i'm i have to do this and it like bumps it up to the top of the list like i'm going to take care of myself today right and i think that that in some ways is really it's really empowering for everyone but especially for moms and for women to say like look i'm gonna put my i'm gonna make sure that i carve this time out for myself yeah it's hard on the husbands too we're we're big giant babies (laughs) (laughs) big giant babies yeah, like part of the training was for the part of the training was for the kid, but part of it was for me too. I'm like, you're gonna just disappear in there, and like, I'm like, shit, I want to disappear. Like, <laughs> like, like, She's probably like, well, you got a nice long commute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, and I think it's you know, like just like we talked about, I think it's a good thing to model for your kids. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see it with you know, especially with Kalina, and you know. It, She's so much like my wife anyway, but, but, um, down to the door locking, like she's got a lock on her door now Mm -hmm. and she very much values her own private personal space where she can listen to Ariana Grande in peace and not bother anybody else. Um, so good for her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's, you know, um, (laughs) she's, she's pretty firm about it. Like, you know, knock on the door and I have to check on her. It's kind of, okay, I'm coming. What's up? Yeah, uh, just checking on you, Clean. Yeah, I'm good, Dad. Good. <laughs> what do you need? Right, nothing. Okay. Close the door again. But yeah, it 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 it's definitely like yeah, it it it'll serve her in the future too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all interconnected. <laughs> yeah. For sure, and yeah. I think um, I think just seeing that, like we talked about, like doing one hard thing in one part of your life, like can can give you those tools and the things to to tackle your your other goals or to enhance your relationships with your kids or right. or your spouse or your community or your job or right. Right. all of those kinds of things yeah yeah the balance yeah. oh the balance and it's i think like we talked about too like giving yourself grace 
some days, some weeks, some months. Well, see, this is, and this comes back to like my sense of expectation too, because this is, this is, this is where it's hard. And you say, you set an expectation for yourself by the end of this week, I want to get X done Mm -hmm. and life you know, imposes itself and suddenly like you realize that like as things are happening, you you are slowly losing your grip on what you need to control in order for, you know, those things to happen in order for your uh, goals to be met by the end of that week or whatever. And it's hard to maintain your goals and also be accepting of things that are out of your control. 100%. Too. So... it's easier for me to to set i I guess i guess they are goals but they're general goals Mm -hmm. it's it's things like you know um it's more like a big idea goal Mm -hmm. a big idea of like in a big loose idea like um you know i want to start a podcast i want to get to know people and have good conversations that's my goal Mm -hmm. and for everything else um it and here comes a my, my neighbor might be cutting the lawn now. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's the perfect yes, time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, you know, so I, I guess those, those general goals allow me to like, and that sounds a little bit worse because of these mics. I could just close the window. Oh, would you like to? Okay, let's pause it. Okay. Should I just mute it? Okay. I always get nervous when I'm playing with the pause and record function. Like, oh, God, (laughs) don't Um, delete anything. But you were talking about goal setting and general goal setting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just find that, like, if I have a very specific idea in mind about specifically what I want every time, it does not work out the way that I expect it to Mm -hmm. every time. Mm. And is it it better than you expect it? um, Not always. You know, it, 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 that's the power of like, I, I could frame it that way. Yes. No, that is absolutely. You yeah. hold the pen, right? right? You get to tell the story about it. I, I, I could frame it that way, yeah. but I'm predisposed to neuroticism. So mm. <laughs> the way I frame it is like uh, my the, the perfect outcome is is what I created before any of the noise was introduced mm. into the into the system. So anything short or different from that right it, it is is short of the goal so um you know but it, it it's it like i think of things in terms of like being relationships and everything everything in your life is a relationship yeah. and you know outside of interpersonal relationships you know your relationship with your spouse and with your kids you have a relationship with things you have a relationship with work you have a relationship with yourself you have a you know relationship with your car and with your 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 stuff i mean it it it, it's just this dynamic and um uh, this i I can't recommend this guy enough he's a um he's a scottish poet david white um but he describes things in terms of in terms of being um where, where the 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 truth of things lies in between the space that you create for yourself in the space that that is creating for you and it's this intersection so you're you're putting oh gosh to be david white for five minutes um but uh you're it, it it's a it's a conversation he calls it conversational reality where it that your life is a conversation that you're having with yourself and that 
you're putting yourself out into the world, but that the world is also putting onto you. Oh yeah. And where the, and reality exists in that intersection somewhere. It's a compromise. It's just, it, it, it's a compromise between who you are and who the world is. And the, the truth that you're living, the space that you're living in is the intersection between those two things. So yeah, thinking of thing, thinking of like my, so my relationship with expectations would be that like, I, I, I don't, like it's almost with people, right? I mean, if if by meeting people you had a specific idea of who that person was, and I think we all went through this in our dating periods, right? Like in our in our twenties, where you're dating somebody and you have this idea of who they are, and as you spend more time with them, um, you know, things about their personality or things about who they are start to expose themselves, and like you start to realize that this idea of that person that you have in your head is different from who they really are. And, and, and maybe they're that way because you are in a relationship with them. Exactly. Because yeah. they're not that way with their brother. Right. Or with their friends, their friends or right. with their boss. Yes. And yes, nobody's in a vacuum. And that's that intersection. Absolutely. Right. So, oh. and, and, but part of that is part of that is what is also what you're putting out. Yeah. Where if you went into that relationship open to any possibility and, but also holding true to yourself, then then I, I, I think that intersection would be um, a, a, a more of a representation of, of the real truth as, a, as opposed to you imposing your ideas onto it. So, um, so you know, to as to like expectation for myself, for work or for this podcast or for, you know, for anything, like there are things that like I would like i i mean sure i I, if if i could live my life doing this then that would be that would be the ultimate outcome right that would be that would that's the dream but do i i I would say do you really want to do that because then you absolutely could yeah and then because your brain is so incredible if you say that you want to do that yeah then you just have to set your brain to figuring out how to make that happen i found that just having the thought and just putting it out there, yeah. And and it, that that the subconscious almost like does the work for you, like that that most of the work that goes into um, into achieving your goal is is in is isn't is in the outset. It, it's in the it's in this sort of you know it's almost like painting a general idea, and and sort of like okay, well. Now we're going to work towards it, and 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 your decisions that you make from that point on are almost subconsciously made around making that thing happen. You know, yeah. it, it it isn't like it isn't something that you specifically have to put energy into anymore. It's almost like it's part of your frequency. Mm. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I, I can get really uh, <laughs> hoity-toity with. <laughs> <laughs> now I I feel like that that works for me up until a point. Uh-huh. Um, because I always get really excited to start stuff. Yeah. And then to me, the question is like, how do you keep momentum? Yeah. How do you keep momentum when you have a string of really exhausting days? Yeah. Or when something, you know, there's an emergency or or things come up. And I always feel like you can have it all. You just can't have it all at once. Right. So it's always deciding what is the most important thing that that needs to get done in this 24 hours or this lifetime right that i have to to utilize um so to me it's like how how do you keep that momentum that there's that general momentum but then how do you keep it going when you know you want to do something in theory 
Yeah. And then how do you keep it through those low days? And like, to me, that's all community. If you're trying to do something in isolation, it's really exhausting. Yeah. It's really, really exhausting. And then if you try to do something with some other people, they can kind of carry you through. Like their momentum can carry you through on the days when you're feeling like, oh. Right. You know. Suboptimal. Suboptimal. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And um, and to me, this it's also like, Sometimes asking, when you, when you ask a favor of a friend, sometimes you feel really awful about asking that favor. Like, oh, I'm, I, I can't do it myself. There's something defective in me. Like, I, like, what's wrong? I can't, I need help, right? But then when you're the person being asked for the favor. You're more than willing. You're like so excited that they yeah. gave you this opportunity to help them, right? Yeah. You're like, you trust me. Like, you're coming to me for help. Like, I'm so excited to have this opportunity yeah. to like show you how much I care about you and like please let me help you and um, I think that that's one of the, the beautiful things about community is that like they can help community can help you with your dreams with with moving in that direction and yeah. it's it's uh, and of course you can always take that too far and we have people like that who use who use yes um, but I'd say for the most part when you have that relationship that you're talking about that give and take yeah then, then uh, you get more than the sum of its parts. Yeah, when and people are working together. A lot of that is listening more than it is like talking, right? It, it <laughs> ironically. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, it, it, I, I think that's that that this that that's a skill that's that's kind of lost, and and, and honestly, like it, it takes more of an effort in in more desperate times. I, we were talking about this before we were recording, but like you. I think it, it's easier to understand your own problems and your own um, kind of, you know, dysfunction because you're so intimately aware of every detail yeah. um, that to, you know, to be aware of other people's problems, like on the surface, it seems it seems um, overwhelming, maybe, or, or like you don't you just don't have the energy to handle anybody else's problems but your own. And you know that that's that's you know kind of creates this toxic kind of um reciprocation that like you expect other people to feel the same way about you as well like you know yeah when in reality like it, it it's it's cathartic to to sit with somebody and and talk to them about like what they're going through especially if like you know their life situation is generally the same or you know the uh, the environment is is the same as the sort of the environment that you're experiencing that to 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 hear from somebody else that like they are feeling the same things and they're thinking the same things so you go like oh wow okay i'm not I'm, alone i'm not alone and, and somebody I'm, sees me yeah and i'm not crazy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. A- absolutely um i think there is a lot of of strength in being able to do that and being able to say okay <laughs> maybe we can muddle through together right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And I think also, you know, there's always people with more problems than you and there's always people with less problems than you. Right. right? It's like right. saying, well, there's always people with more money than you and there's always people with less money than you or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And to let go of also that that guilt of having more or less problems or, well, it doesn't seem fair or, or whatever it is. And, and being like, OK, this is. 
these are the yeah. facts. This yeah. is how things are. Right. But how can I tell that story about what I'm going through or how can I, um, you know, be there? Right. Yeah. It's like show rel- up. How can I show up? Right. It's a, and, and it's a relative pain threshold too. Like, you know, my, 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 uh, my pain threshold of 10 might be somebody else's too, you know, and, and just by, just by knowing that and knowing that like, you know, for some people they reach panic threshold when, um, you know, I don't know, there's a sink full of dirty dishes that they haven't gotten to or something, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> where where other people are dealing with, you know, deaths in the family and, you know, the, the kind of drama that's just, um, you know, uh, uh, life altering yes. and, and they're able to handle it with the same strength and level of grace that somebody else can handle, uh, you know, uh, dirty dishes. And, and that's just, the, you know, it, and, and it's those people right? like. I would, you know, I want to find those people too. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I feel like I've been through my own uh, set of, uh, you know, drama. That's a combination of things that happened to me and that are self-inflicted uh, that that um, I've learned from myself that like, you know, and maybe part of this too for me is just like um, coming out on the other side and, you know, not just wanting to know in uh, other people's experiences, but to see what they're going through. And maybe they're going through something that I can, you know, help with based on my own experience. Yeah. Yeah. To help with, I think. And I think a lot of it, like you're talking about listening, like people Hmm. want to be heard heard, and they want to be seen and just feel like they're, they're not alone in the struggle. I think there's a lot of, I've come to bring it back to parenting. Like a lot of times my kid doesn't want me to fix whatever it is yeah. because it's not actually about that. Yeah. Right. Like she's overtired and it's exhausted and it's not about that. I didn't take the seeds out of the watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. and there's nothing I can actually do to fix it because <laughs> yes. I've tried the seeds have come out of the watermelon. Yeah. That didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so to be, to be there to just show up right to listen to her like that is a legitimate problem she's having even though i don't think it's a problem yeah it is a problem for her yeah and so okay i can't i can't fix it but i'm i'm gonna be there i'm gonna listen to her yeah and then it's time for bed (laughs) (laughs) which some nights just cannot come fast enough Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My wife and I are, are reading through the Whole Brain Child, <clears throat> which, if you aren't, aren't aware of it or haven't read it, I recommend. But, Great. Um, so that I think the, the the book, I mean, it's the book is about kids and adolescents, but I think it just applies to people in general. But as as kids are people, and yeah, our culture yeah. like doesn't think that right. But like they're full people thinking of them as people is yeah. the best way it's it's like the best initial approach to parenting I agree. thinking thinking of them as people and 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 knowing that like i'm on a stage and everything that i'm doing right now is permanently ingrained into their memory and these are the memories that they're going to use throughout their entire life no pressure no pressure <laughs> no pressure at all right which is which is what makes those moments of like you know a loss of self-control or anger like especially poignant that like Oh God, these are going to be the things that they remember forever. And my, my son's going to remember me like slamming my hand on the table in frustration. That's what he's going to remember. Everything else like. Or he might remember afterwards when you gave him a cuddle and yeah. apologized. Yeah. 
or whatever happened. Yeah, and that that part's hard for me. Yeah, that part's hard for me. Yeah, the the self forgiveness and 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 yeah, that 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 part's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, and I think talking about it, expressing that, is one way. Right, because like when you reflect on that experience, you are telling a story about yeah. that experience. Like oh, that's yeah. what we're doing right now. Yeah, and I think you know, you do have the ability to shape the story that you tell about that experience. Was it this soul-crushing moment when you ruined your child, or <laughs> was it this moment where you had the opportunity to yeah. demonstrate, you know, forgiveness and self-love and self-care? Yeah. And to me, that's what writing does, like, uh, with rocket fuel, yeah. right? You, you yeah. can craft how you think about how you think right? and how you think about what happened. Right. Um, Benjamin Hardy talks about uh, it didn't happen to you. It happened for you. Mm. Everything. Yeah. And that's really hard to do. But I think you can start with, like, easier things. Like, okay, yeah. my kid was freaking out she wasn't doing it to me right, right. that <laughs> was an actually, opportunity it was an opportunity yeah. for me to yeah. like try my best right <laughs> what else are we doing right. <laughs> trying our best yeah that's We're all we all have trying our best yeah 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 so i i think that that taking those reflective moments and for you it seems like it's podcasting right? it gives you a moment to reflect and to hear other people's experiences for me, it's it's that writing and that community. It can be um, working out in a gym, right, where you're just in your body and outside of your head. Yeah. You do have that reflective experience or having tea and watching the sunrise or whatever it is. I think taking those moments outside of your your regular day to right. reflect on your reflecting. <laughs> <laughs> Snapping yourself out of the self-inflicted dream. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard, but it's worth it. It's totally worth it. It is worth it. I, I don't know what, and, and not not to say that my life wouldn't have any sort of intrinsic meaning, it, but I don't know what this whole experience would be about if it wasn't about, you know, trying to take what I learned and pass it on and and improve. It was like the you know the 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 improvement cycle of the human condition. Mm. You know, like uh, it it it's. It, it's like it's like an imperative that I learn about myself and that I'm conscious of myself and what I do and what my thoughts are. It's imperative if I'm going to be that kind of sort of present parent, the, the you know the one who's I don't know aware of my my flaws and strengths and and, and everything else. Um, yeah. 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 Absolutely. I feel like you get to give your life purpose and isn't that beautiful right you know i feel like and and that's kind of a a modern option especially for women isn't it (laughs) yeah yeah that and it also can be terrifying right you could definitely dive into nihilism and it's just right it's all meaningless right um or you can decide that you are going to find purpose in your life and you are going to craft a life of purpose and that there is hope like what you just talked about you have hope for yourself and your family's future and it sounds like the future of humanity right and like hope is 
energizing. Yeah. Like that's why you get out of bed every day, right? Because you think that it's possible to improve on yourself, improve for your kids, to yeah. give yourself purpose. It sounds like I'm, I'm, you know, in this, and I, I feel the same way. Like easing the suffering of the people around me that I love. Like to me, that's what's what life is about. Yeah. Because you do realize, especially in times of crisis, that you don't have a lot of control over a lot of things. But can you show up for the people you love? Right. Like, try. Right. <laughs> I could try my best. Right. Which you, it, it often comes at the expense of what you think is important for yourself. You know, it's getting out of your own head and your, your own space and realizing that. And that's definitely a lawnmower. <laughs> It's okay. We record at people's living room and kitchen tables. It, you know, it's the real deal. Yeah, <laughs> we're not on an expensive sound booth. <laughs> one day, one yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Um, so I was just—I uh, think I was just talking about you know that you can you can give your life purpose, and I think sometimes it's uh, those, those big overarching goals or those big overarching giving your your life meaning and those things sometimes it's very obvious and sometimes you do need to carve out that time to sit quietly yeah and think about that yeah uh-huh. or write or come together yeah and, and for me it's um you know changing my relationship with it 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 i don't know i don't know what it is i, I talk to my therapist about this a lot but but it inspires a lot of fear it's scary it's scary to take that 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 leap yeah um to know that like what you're doing isn't going to it isn't just i don't you know it's hard it's hard to define it's hard to it's hard to know that like you know like is by by pursuing your passion like it, it, it it there's an element of faith in there i think that like you know, things will work out, that this is really what I want to do. And a lot of that is predicated on like having the self-confidence that, that, that comes with like, okay, if I follow through with this, that it's going to end up in this place. And, you know, that by putting the energy and talent into it, that, that, um, that something good will come of it. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, It, it, whenever you're creating something, it is is what is going to be created worth the time and effort, right? Because time and effort is of a limited commodity. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it, it, yeah, it's a um, it's an opportunity cost too. Where Always. By doing this, you are also not doing something else. And you know, is that something else what you really should be doing, or is it this? Right. <laughs> right. And I think if you don't take those moments of reflection, you never really know because you're just off to the next thing. Right. Right. Um, I always tell myself, though, like, you know, as anybody who's creating anything, I'm sure you struggle with that, the opportunity cost or, or whatever that is. But like, you never really know, like, I would have never thought financial fire was the direction that I was going even six months ago or a year ago, but I had all of these totally separate experiences and then they came together in this right right so you never it's never a waste right it's never a waste did you learn something yeah 
did you make a new friend or interact with someone in an authentic way exactly then then it's not wasted yeah absolutely yeah i think i think so and i think you can you could always talk yourself out of things there's always an excellent reason why you shouldn't make a change or shouldn't dedicate a couple hours to trying something new right right <laughs> To me, that's really the beauty of the forcing function. Like when you are feeling good, you set yourself up for success. So then, when your brain tries to talk you out of it, yeah, too late. <laughs> right, right. And, and that's what's so alluring about um, your current patterns, right? And, and your um, your current habits is that they're comfortable. They're comfortable. You know them, and even if they're dysfunctional, and even if they not only don't serve you, and even if they're destructive, you know, it, like it, it's there. There's comfort in the predictability that comes with those patterns so like shaking it up even though it's the healthiest thing for you is is also kind of you know it, it's the change it's sort of the the jump into the unknown that <laughs> that that's the hardest thing to do and i i think that's totally what explain i think that's what explains like why why doesn't every why isn't everybody doing exactly what they want to do with their life and that has to be it it, it's this it, it it's it's a combination of like patterns and it's a and and um maybe not knowing what that thing is for themselves but that you know that's you know, just like not having gone through the honest process necessary to find what that is yes yes and i i also think that if you are living on the edge financially yeah or over the edge where you're in debt there is such a constant pressure and mm. such a constant mental load of just making it through the day and making sure there's enough money to cover the month that there actually isn't that wiggle room to stop and yeah. reflect and to think and it feels like you have no choice yeah. it feels like you have to just do that and i think that that's one of the things that we're doing and that the fire movement's doing is that you know jay and collins calls it fu money like if you have enough money in your back pocket when somebody is treating you terribly or you're in a situation that actually isn't building a life of purpose and and happiness well you know you can just be peace yeah see you yeah see you but if you know that that means you're going to be homeless or carless or your kids are going to be hungry yeah. then you actually don't have a choice right, right? and so it, and it does it takes that first step of being like oh there's it's possible there's another way and then what does it actually mean to build that that cushion enough to yeah to to kind of take back your life from the life you're currently living right and i think um it is liberating to have that to have that to know just like okay everything and my bases are covered we're going to be all right like when coronavirus happened my husband and i sat down and we went through our finances and we're like if we really tighten our belts, like we can go for six months to a year. Yeah. Like, and then, oh, right. Like, that level of stress went from like 110 to like a low boil at like 40%, yeah. right? You know, but like it's not 110 because when you are in that place of like pure fear, you're not thinking with your rational brain. Like, it's when my kid is freaking out on the floor about the watermelon. Like, I can't actually go there and reason with her about how this isn't. A big deal right? right because your animal brain is just like I'm not gonna survive right so being able to have that 
what he calls F you money. Yeah. Like just takes that anxiety down. Right. And then you actually can look up and look around and be like, wait, I have way more options than I think. Right. And like my ability to make changes, I have that, that, that wherewithal in my life. But when your nose is to the grindstone, it feels impossible. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. And I yeah. feel like our, you know, Instagram consumer like culture, it's like it's normal to have a giant car payment. It's normal to have credit card debt and people don't realize like what kind of anxiety that gives them and how much how many choices it limits it limits you. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it can be like, well, okay, that's great what she's saying. That's really nice, but like what does that mean? How do I do that? Exactly. <laughs> and do I have to do it by myself? Right. And now let me get on the internet and start Googling. And then 10 minutes later, it's too overwhelming. Yeah. It's, it seems impossible again. And so that's what we want to offer is like, okay, you don't have to do it all. You can just start with working out. Yeah. Just come and like move your body for 20 minutes. You're going to feel a little better, right? See where you are. You're going to feel a little better. And then, hey, just take this teeny tiny little next step. Right. And then momentum. Right. And then, oh gosh, I did that yesterday. Like I could do it again today. And then like, that's, that's how you hike, right? One foot in front of the other, just a tiny little step. And then suddenly you look back and you're on top of a mountain. Right. And like, no matter how good you get at hiking, there's no other way to do it. It's one foot in front of the other. Yeah. <laughs> there's no cheat sheet. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I, I sympathize with the, you know, because we were in that situation, honestly, like, um, I was, I was fortunate enough to have, to, I was like you, or we had enough savings to sort of get us by for about six months before, you know, we had to start, you know, looking for, you know, other ways of earning income, but at least gave us that wiggle room. But, but, but to be honest, like I wasted a good three or four months of that time, just in this pattern of anxiety just thinking the absolute what the absolute worst outcome and it was it, it you know like retrospectively i should have been focusing my time on other things but um but at the same time like you know given the circumstance i don't know how else i could have really reacted you know i don't I, it, it didn't nothing really felt like it was it was in my control yeah so um but coming coming out on the other side, like you know, um, I don't know. I mean, we're 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 still considering like what our life is going to look like. I think we're open to a lot of possibilities, but um, but it but it was this big mental shift of, I mean, I I I feel like the first step there is really is really like changing your relationship with the work that you're doing right now, where where the work was the purpose. Um, now it's sort of like. How would you, how would I describe changing that dynamic? It, it, where by doing the, you know, you, you being in the work was the purpose of your life. Like now you're, it, it, it's almost like you're using your work to serve you in some different type of purpose on the other side. Absolutely. Absolutely. If, if you quit your job, your employer would continue on. Right. They would hire somebody else yep. and that would, I mean, they would be sad. I'm sure that you were gone. Right. But like it wouldn't ruin their lives. <laughs> so why would you tie up all of your sense of self-worth? Yeah. A giant chunk of your like waking life. Yeah. Killing yourself. Yeah. For a job that would continue on without you. Yeah. And for people that love their jobs, like more power to you. Yeah. Like and and um, you know, the it's retire early if you want to. Or otherwise it's just saying like, 
you you can craft a life like if, if you can make that separation suddenly it gives you so much more opportunity to craft a life of, of purpose right. and if so if your job gives you purpose fantastic and if it doesn't maybe there's a way to to figure out what what that is right yeah yeah it, it is a mind shift yeah it all it's always a mind shift <laughs> <laughs> it always is a mind shift and i think it's um it's making that shift and then it's creating that those habits that continue in that in you in that direction yeah because mm-hmm. yeah. it's easy you know you, you hear about like these conferences or like you get really excited you read this book and you're like yes i'm changing my life for sure tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> and then in six months you're like oh what was that thing i did yeah. like how do you keep up that momentum right, right. how do you keep going right. that, that, those are the things that i'm really interested in yeah yeah. Yeah. I, 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 my, my filter for those things tends to be that if they're not telling you in, you know, if, it, if it's all roses, then there's probably like if, if they're not telling you the hard work that you're going to have to put into it, if they're not if they're not telling you that there is going to be like some initial cost to making this change and that it's going to be uncomfortable, then probably what they're selling you is bullshit. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to try sure. to frame it as something easy to do is is, is yeah, or, or that or that your patterns can change in forty eight hours or something, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's honestly why yoga was so attractive to me because mm. it's a practice, yeah, and it's something that you do regularly, right? Yeah. Or meditation, it's a practice. Yeah. It's not a congratulations. Here's your You've gold arrived. star. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it's smooth sailing from here on out. Like. It, it life takes its entropy right you have yeah. to put energy into something where it's going to chaos yes and that's just generally how how things work and so how do you set yourself up so that you're sure that the energy you're putting into your life is is what you you're getting what you want out of it yeah yeah more or less <laughs> <laughs> always keeping in mind that yeah. things won't be exactly as you like them and part of life is accepting those things and maybe they'll be even better yeah if you can tell that story mm-hmm. right right so the, one of the quotes i love i believe it's nelson mandela it's like i um i i never lose i win or i learn right yeah yeah, yeah. i love uh-huh. that you can you can craft it as a learning experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. All right, Miley. Well, it was sure nice. Thank thank you for this wonderful conversation. Awesome. You're mm-hmm. welcome. Yeah, and for this uh, this opportunity to talk about real things. For sure, and thank you for contacting me. I'm, I'm yeah, we'll do this again. Great. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. <laughs>